Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp's off for a couple days. There's Scott Robbins. Yep. Boy, there's a lot to get to today. And big story today. The Supreme Court has rejected affirmative action in this ruling on universities. Unbelievable. Yes. Landmark ruling um, from Daily Wire. The Supreme Court ruled against Harvard University and the University of North Carolina's affirmative action policies in a decision that will have a profound effect on the admissions processes at universities across the country. Yes. Um, if you remember, Students for Fair Admissions, a student activist group, brought cases against both Harvard and the University of North Carolina um, initially in 2014, um, which violated part of the Civil Rights Act, which prohibits discrimination on the basis of race, color, or national origin in any program or activity that receives federal funds or other federal financial assistance. And what they were saying was, hey, the school's practices, in Harvard's case, is penalizing Asian-American students and that they failed to employ race-neutral practices. As we talked about this case several different times, I mean, they didn't say it in these terms, but to me it's, hey, uh, we got a lot of you Asian-Americans. You're really smart, and that good for you, but we can't have any more of you. Right. Yeah. We got to diversify. Well, it. it was not based on merit anymore. Exactly. No. Yeah. It was based on race. On the color of your skin and your yeah, your race. Yeah. And that's not the United States. No. So I think there were a lot of people today that were really happy to see this. Well, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about this forever. Uh, you know, the best and the brightest move to the head of the class, particularly when you're talking about Ivy League schools. And if you want to be that person, then you have to excel like that person. Absolutely. Now, the majority opinion, as I read it, though, it said nothing in this opinion should be construed as prohibiting universities from considering an applicant's discussion of how race affected his or her life, be it through discrimination, inspiration, or otherwise. In other words, feel free to talk about it. You yeah. know, if they, if they look at you from that objective standpoint and say, well, this person can contribute a lot to the school... It's not rubber stamped based on race. It's rubber stamped based on you. Yeah, the way I understood it was if you can sort of convince people, hey, listen, I was discriminated against. This is how. Yeah. And you build that case. Yes. Then the university has the freedom to say, okay, we right. want you here, that but, sort of but thing. But they can't just look at your picture and go, yes, you move up. Yes. Right. No. Agreed. Um, so, like you said, it was six to three. Um, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson a Harvard graduate and former Harvard board member recused herself from the Harvard case. Yeah. Which I'm hoping now Joe Biden remembers her name. That would be good. Katanji, well, you saw her. Yeah, we saw her. You just sometimes can't remember yeah, I know. names. But more on that a little bit later. Um, if you want to get into uh, Biden right now, we can. He did speak yesterday about Bidenomics. It's working. It really we're going to call it Bidenomics. I think that's the new no, term. No, it is. That that, yes, the marketing department said yes. 
That I is... think that people from Bud Light left and went to the Biden campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honest to God, what is going on? A real, it, that's the best you can come exactly. up with in the campaign? And it's a weird message because you're saying it's working, but yet we need to turn this thing around. Right. What is it? Y- y- yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But guess what? What? Biden homage is working. Then why do you need to come back? It's a strange message to me. Um, you know, he is not exactly on his A game right now. This has been pointed out many times over the years. The president? Yeah. yeah. No. I, did you catch that part where he was talking about Chinese President Xi Jinping? And he started to talk about how much time they spent together again? I've long said, and I mean this, I was on the Tibetan Plateau with Xi Jinping. I traveled 17,000 miles with him. I've spoken with him more than any other head of state because it started when I was vice president and President Hu was the president and he was the vice president. We knew he was going to be successful. What? Who? Did you catch what he was trying to say there? No. Okay. It was inappropriate for Barack to spend that time with him, but I, I spent a lot of time with him. I met alone with him, just he and I, and a simultaneous interpreter, 68 times, 68 hours. What? 68 times, more than 68 hours. Okay. By the way, I turned in all my notes. Oh, okay. All right. Whatever. Um, There was other gibberish that I couldn't quite make out. But under the trickle-down economic theory, three-quarters of U.S. industries grew more... Con- consecrated. I mean, excuse me. Consecrated. What? What do you say? I'm thinking I didn't go to mass. <laughs> was it goo industries? Uh, industries that produce goo? What, what was three that? Three quarters of U.S. industries grew more con- consecrated. I mean, excuse me. Consecrated. He's fine. As David will remind us all the time, that's a stutter. You see, he had it as a kid, and then, well, he overcame it. For decades, and then it came back. It's not mental decline or senility at all. Of course. Can you imagine this guy on Password? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, Actually, no, I can't. No, I know. Now now that you say it. Um, And then with the Biden family, this is a completely different story. Of course, we've been following this for a while. The IRS whistleblower, Shipley, Gary Shipley, or Shapley. Chapley, whatever. Um, he's been out talking mm-hmm. to several media outlets. Yep. And, you know, we played the clip from CBS yesterday, which is still surprising to me that CBS is covering it. I'm glad that they are. Um, he was also on with Brett Baer talking about basically it really gets deep in the weeds as far as, you know, where this thing started, where it ended up. And all of a sudden, this was like big news to people. When he said this yesterday on Fox, like this is where it led, talking about the Hunter Biden case. They went to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office in March of 2022, and they presented this case to them. Uh, at the same time of that, at the same time as that was occurring, they requested discovery from the agents, which is a typical step when they're getting ready to charge. Okay. Now, I wasn't in those meetings. I asked to be in those meetings, as did the case agent, so we didn't help present to them. But after that occurred. He was no longer looking to charge in that in that district. Wow. Oh, boy. And I think Brett Baer was, you know, pretty sincere. He's like, whoa. So 
That's earth-shattering news. Um, it's a Biden-appointed D.C. U.S. attorney, Matthew Graves, would not allow him to charge in his district. So I didn't learn that fact until October 7th of 2022, so looking back to March of 2022. And that's when David Weiss, in October 7th, 2022, said that the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office had will not allow us to charge there. And then he added that he would request special he requested special counsel authority and was denied in that meeting. OK, just stop there. So that guy says, nope, not happening here. No. OK. And you have the other case of who is lying between Mary Garland and Weiss. Somebody's lying. Because they've given different statements, basically saying, no, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. It was him. It was him. No, who is it? Somebody lied under oath. And so then to that, Kevin McCarthy, House Speaker, talked about that and said, well, yeah, what about that if Merrick Garland was lying there? One has lied here. If we find that Garland has lied to Congress, we will start impeachment inquiry. But you have mm. to understand what we found out. First of all, I've got to thank these three chairmen. What Jim Jordan, what Comer has done, what Jason Smith has done. We wouldn't know any of this if we didn't win the majority. We would not know any of this if we didn't start the weaponization committee that Jim Jordan runs over. There are people now that are lying. And think of what transpired. They let the statute of limitation run out six years. These are the most serious mm -hmm. allegations that he would get prosecuted over. But also remember, this is the timeline when his father was serving as vice president. Okay. So where we're at right now, Scott, <laughs> I'm going to bring out the old lefty term, walls closing in. Do yeah. you feel like they are on uh, Biden and the whole family, or do you think this is somehow going to get swept under the rug somehow, some way? Well, I'm probably the biggest cynic on the planet. And I think, it, I, I don't know, I think it gets swept under the rug, too. I don't know how, but none of this stuff seems to have any traction. It, like, it co goes out there and you're like, oh my gosh, this is insane. And then it just goes away, poof. Or you get some slap on the wrist for Tahunter. And he's free to but, do whatever, but this is... They're getting the proof of this entire scheme that benefited the family. It's And again, it's not just about Hunter Biden. It's how Joe benefited and was really calling the shots. So I got to believe that they're going to keep going after this. At some point, you just can't ignore it anymore. So, again... We'll see. You know, there was something else that happened um, last night. And I was curious if you would even mention this to me off air. And that is, there was a perfect game in Major League Baseball last night. How about that, huh? The well, I bring it up because, in the history of. Well, if you're new to the show, I can just clue you in. David Van Campbell off and tell Scott that Major League Baseball hates you. And right. you're a huge baseball fan. For some of the things Major League Baseball has done. Yes. Yes. And just their stance on things. They don't like your view of life, basically. No. But you're still into it, and you saw this, and you were... You Grounded know. to third! Donaldson has it! There it is! Perfection for Domingo Herman! Domingo Herman has thrown the 24th perfect game in baseball history. So it's still a big deal to I you. I can tell you I did not have Domingo Herman on my <laughs> perfect game scoreboard scorecard. No. I, Domingo Herman's a nice pitcher. But gee whiz, man, a perfect <laughs> game? Please. I'm guessing he's not on your fantasy. No, yeah. I wish he had. Yeah, okay. I wish he had. All right. 
I figured you were still into it. But like two of my hitters went over to help out. Did you know why? Major League Baseball hates hate you. you. I know. Yeah. I hate God and they hate you. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, there's a landmark study on trans individuals. This is really interesting. We'll get to that much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, Scott, it's Pride Month. What? Yeah. This month? Yeah. Yeah, another day left tomorrow. I'm glad I realize now there's only one day left. You said every day, all right, enough. I know. I've been saying this. I know, I it's everywhere. A lot of the offense people have taken is on the T issue. The trans ideology. Yeah, I, well, I would agree with that. I mean, even the gays against groomers thing. That seems to be a line in the sand yeah, for a that, lot Yeah, they of drew the line and went, wait a minute, no, no, no. We can't be, we're not down with this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is a landmark study out of um, Denmark now. Just happened to see this from Daily Wire uh, that found that suicide rates and psychiatric conditions are much higher among trans identifying people. I don't think that's a landmark study that's been true for a long time. Um, trans identifying people in Denmark had a suicide death rate three and a half times higher and a suicide attempt rate seven and a half, even more than that, uh, times higher than people who did not identify as transgender. So it also goes on to say that. Trans-identifying people also tended to die younger overall, whether by suicide or something else. Um, now, gender ideology activists in the United States will argue that trans-identifying people, especially youth, are at a higher risk of suicide if they are denied drastic medical interventions. Well, that's been the totality of the argument. Yes, we've got to have this for kids. If you don't do this, then yes. If you don't do A, B will happen. Yes. Right. Puberty blockers, yes, genital mutilation, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you don't do this, kid's going to die. Right, that sort of thing. And it's going to be on your head. Yes, um, but Denmark, as it says in the story, is famously progressive on the transgender issue, and rates one of the most LGBT-friendly countries in the world. Yeah, way more so than the United States. Um, in 1989, Denmark became the first country in the world to legalize. Um, or legally recognize same-sex partnerships. And they have allowed people to undergo sex change operations and receive hormone therapy since at least the early 1950s. I didn't know that. Oh, no, I wasn't aware of that either. All the way back to the 50s. I know they're pretty liberal, yeah. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah. But not that stat. Since 2014, Danish people 18 and older can legally change their gender simply by stating they want to do so. So you would think that's sort of accepting... Okay, the suicide rates would sort of level out. It doesn't appear to be so. We've seen that in other studies, too. But this is the latest. And when you have a country that progressive, I mean, what does that tell you? Mm -hmm. And again, that's, it's not to hate on anybody. Because we've said many times, anybody that has any type of, you know, dysphoria, you feel terrible for. You wouldn't wish it on anyone. No, no. But it used to be treated a whole lot differently. Think about any other dysphoria and how it's treated as opposed to now gender dysphoria in the United States and other countries. Well, any other type of mental illness, if that's what you want to call it, you don't feed the problem. You, you help solve the problem. Right, this is playing I'm a kleptomaniac. Into... Well, then you're allowed to steal. Well, no. Exactly. I mean, it's just mental illnesses are treated differently, granted. But most mental illnesses are to stem the tide of the illness. 
or at least help out in dealing with said illness. Agreed. Not acquiescing to the whims of the illness. Yes. Okay. Thank right. you. Okay. I thought you were going to actually mention me there for a second. No, 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 no. Well, you're, well, you're, you do pretty well med- medically through your Golly. mental illnesses. <laughs> that's all right. It's the ADHD thing. I and I don't even know if I believe it, but that's the yeah, diagnosis. That's what you got. Yeah. And you've always, you haven't been one to try to talk me out of it. No, no, you haven't. You're riddled with it. No, because if I do, you then say. you won't stop taking the medication. Then I've got to deal with the consequences of that. And I don't what are the do consequences? That. Squirrel! <laughs> <laughs> it does help you keep focused. It does, yes. Get, there's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Okay, worst time to travel over the holiday weekend. Oh, gosh. Uh, July 2nd. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow, huh? Okay. Yeah. Expected to be the busiest time on the roads, especially between 10 in the morning and 5 in the afternoon. And also could be Saturday at 1. And then midday on Tuesday, the 4th, and late Wednesday afternoon. You know, the best times are really early in the morning or later at night. That's kind of a pain. Well, they got no more. if you have kids and things the whole like that. Cluster at the airports going on again. Oh my goodness! I mean, you know, and again, Transportation Secretary Edge 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 <laughs> is standing there in the middle of a busy airport, throwing his hands up. Well, you know, we're efforting to blah 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 blah. We're going to try to blah blah blah. We need to work on blah blah blah. And people are like, I can't get out of that town. Well. And they mention weather in some places okay, but yeah. then you get to well, and there's a lack of employees in some of these yeah. areas. Okay, this problem's been around for a while. I don't know about you. You think about whether it's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, different times where travel's high. Do you even think about flying? Oh, no. No, gosh, no. no. At least right now, I'm no, like, not oh, now. my no. gosh, who knows what you're going to run into. It was like the 4th of July sneaks up on boot edge, edge, edge. That snuck up on me. Wow. <laughs> gosh, dang. Yeah, it's a mess right now. Yeah, it no is. doubt about yep. it. All right, a lot to get to, including... You know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had a town hall last night. Yeah, shirtless. <laughs> he, he had a shirt on, actually. But they were calling him a vaccine coop. Is he? We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. All right, then. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial. On vacation. The sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. You think it's a big story, don't you? It is a big story. The Supreme Court. Oh, it is. I think it is a tremendously big story. I mean, we've been talking about this as Americans for a long time. The Supreme Court handed down a major ruling on affirmative action today, rejecting the use of race as a factor in college admissions as a violation of the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. It's a case uh, against Harvard and the other one against North Carolina. The one at Harvard, Harvard alleged the school's practices penalized Asian-American students. And it does. I I mean, if you look, and I saw this little chart, if Harvard admitted only from the top 10% of its applicants, in other words, the best 10%, Mm -hmm. Asian share of admissions would rise from 24% to 51.7%. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? White would drop 37 to 35%. You have a problem with that? Listen, man. I, when you talk about Ivy League schools mm-hmm. and the, the best of the best, that's what we've been told, right? Ivy League schools are the best. And we have reason to believe that. Yes. Yale, Harvard, Brown, I mean, all these institutions, right? Then you would want to only have the high, high achievers be eligible for the education they're about to receive. Correct. This is not a community college. No. You know, so 
So this is why they set the standards they set. Every school has them. Every college has them. You have to meet a minimum requirement of some kind to gain entry, right? Mm -hmm. But in this case, it is the best of the best, and they weren't doing that. So you just mentioned the percentage of whites would drop. Drop, yes, 2%. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. But 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 all your other beliefs as a conservative are based in white supremacy. Yeah, I know, I know. But that's what you scream, by the way, <laughs> when things don't go your way. You just scream white supremacy and you're done with it, right? A lot I mean, of people it's do that. But, or the patriarchy. But no, I mean, there was there's prestige in going to these schools. And I think they lose that prestigious banner when they just allow, when they do this based on race, as the percentage of applicants who make it through to get into school there. Well, not only that, but we've heard story after story of different people that were allowed in based on race. Yeah. They get there, and they're in over their head. Right. They can't keep up. And then they're talking about, well, we need to lower the grade standards because grades are racist. And they're like, okay, give me a break. Right, and it's not exactly $800 a semester either. Well, you know, it's piles of dough. Yes. And I have, I'll be honest, I have not seen the New York Times piece on this yet. Mm -hmm. uh, I've only seen the backlash so far. Oh, you know exactly what they did. Yeah. Well, people are saying, is the New York Times actually saying that black and Latino people aren't smart enough to compete exactly with whites? And yes. Yes, that's exactly what they're saying. Without blatantly saying it like that, but what they're saying is we need this. Well, because isn't that not racist? Smart well, the answer is yes. Of course it is. Wow. Now, will this decrease the amount of Hispanics and blacks that would make it if based again on the top 10% of the applicants? Yes, it would. So I mentioned this earlier in the Harvard case, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson recused herself because she's been on the board there. She went there. Okay. But not, not so with North Carolina. And her dissent, I can read part of it for you. Sure. If you want to hear it. I pretty much know what it's going to say, but go ahead. With let them eat cake obliviousness, today the majority pulls the ripcord and announces, quote, color blindness for all by legal fiat. By deeming race irrelevant in law does not make it so in life. And having so detached itself from this country's actual past and present experiences, the court has now lured into interfering with the crucial work that UNC and other institutions of higher learning are doing to solve America's real-world problems. No one benefits from ignorance. Although formal race-linked legal barriers are gone, race still matters to the lived experiences of all Americans in innumerable, innumerable ways and today's ruling makes things worse, not better. Yeah. Translated means that you're a racist. <laughs> okay. So if, if someone is saying, all right, there was something to do with race in a kid's upbringing that they didn't get the education that they needed, work to solve those problems. But once it's time to go, whether to Harvard, North Carolina, wherever, it's got to be a meritocracy. That's the only fair thing. Mm -hmm. So no, what, I agree uh, with you. I, right, man. You should challenge the problem head on where it lies. And again, it, whenever whenever you bring up Asian Americans to that argument that Katanji Brown Jackson is bringing up, the easiest default now is you just group uh, Asian Americans ends with whites. It's all the same. Right. It's just so weak. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a big story out there. Um, last night, 
there was a town hall on what's the name of the network? News Nation. Yeah, News Nation. Where Chris Cuomo is and some others. Yeah, that's a uh, nationwide cable news operation. You ever watch it? I have tuned in occasionally. And? Meh. Okay. It's all right. You know, I mean, you know, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with it. They, they've they got a lane. I think they try to stay in some sort of middle ground lane. Okay. With Chris Cuomo? Well, again, okay. try is not succeeding. They're just trying. But okay. he's had a name recognition. I'm sure that's why they threw him on. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is doing this town hall. Mm-hmm. Okay. First thing that comes up is his stance on vaccines. Oh, because, boy. well, the left said for a long time, the guy's an anti-vaxxer. And he tries to say, I'm not. That's not true. So the first question, actually, is from a doctor. And it's long, but at the end, this is what he says to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Your vaccine stance is dangerous to the health and well-being of millions. Medical experts are deeply concerned about your message. How can we help you to come to the side of science? How can we help you come to the side of science? Science, right. Okay. Uh, what was the question? How can you help me come to my senses? No. No, no. <laughs> you are a very smart person. Uh, okay, so, you know, I don't I think... I should ask you this first, Scott. I know his delivery makes you a little nervous. It does. He can't help it. I know he can't help it. He's not doing it on purpose. I'm just saying it's tough to listen to. Do you think he's an anti-vax kook? Did I, did I before or do I now? Either one. Do I now? No. Did I before? Kind of. And that was just the way it was portrayed? Because all of a sudden he comes out of left field with all this stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, so. So do you think people are, like, listening to what he has to say now? Oh, more and more. Oh, absolutely now. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. I think most people don't know what my stance is on vaccines. I've never been anti-vaccine. And I've said that hundreds and hundreds of times, but it doesn't matter. Um, Because that is a way of silencing me, using that pejorative to describe me as a way of silencing or marginalizing me. Um, My position on vaccines, I think, is I think virtually every American would agree with my stance on vaccines, which is that vaccines should be tested like other medicines. They should be safety tested. That's basically it. And then there's a back and forth that goes for 10 minutes. And it kind of goes around in circles. Well, you've said this, but what about this? And he's like, but you can't show me the test, the long-term test that was used for this particular vaccine. And that's sort of where it goes. But I think the more people actually listen to what he says, and I know some will say, well, that's not what he actually said back in 2005. Right. Okay. Just going on what he is saying right now. There are times it makes a lot of sense. You know, and again, I don't know everything that he said at every point in time. Uh, but he's a problem for the Biden administration. There's no doubt about that. Oh, sure. Yeah. And the more <laughs> that he's out there, because I don't think he's going to stop. He seems to be ready for this fight. It's going to be a problem. And then I can't help but think at some point in time, they're going to say, Joe, you can't do this. And here comes Gavin Newsom. We're getting way ahead Gosh, of ourselves. Gosh, dang. I just read an article on that today. Where? That very same thing. I, where? I, I can't remember where. I read 100 things. But it was the same thing, that he will at some point in time go, okay, I can't do it. And I Newsom really is a that. ground game he's forming right now to mm-hmm. swoop in there and take it. Because nobody, yeah. nobody wants uh, Mamala. Nobody does. That's frightening to people. Her own party doesn't want her. Conservatives certainly don't want her. Independents don't want her. Nobody wants her. And more than anything, the power brokers of the Democratic yeah. Party want someone they can control, and they can certainly control Gavin Well, he's a, he's, a, he's a doofus. 
Oh, he's a, yes. He's a male bimbo. He's a mimbo, as they would say. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know what? Forget it. It was a drag of time. We do this right around this time every day. Uh, talking about maybe not the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, Scott, what's your story? Oh, there's Supreme Court ruling that kind of was overshadowed by the one we just talked about. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled unanimously for a postal worker in Pennsylvania. It's a very important religious liberty. It was a big dispute over how far employers should go to accommodate faith-based requests, particularly in the workplace. Wow. guy's name is Gerald Groff, Christian mail carrier from Pennsylvania, asked the court to decide whether or not the U.S. Postal Service could require him to deliver packages on Sundays. He's like, I'm not doing it. They're like, yes, you are. They, no, I'm not. <laughs> so he went to the Supreme Court over it, and he won. A 50-year-old precedent that established a, a test to determine when employees should make accommodations for their religious practices was put on the table. The ruling came down from the court. They said, yeah, yeah, you win. You got the right. You can refuse to work on Sunday based on religious grounds. Wow. Now, the fear, of course, is everybody who has, has to work on Saturday or Sunday or whatever may go, well... Based on my faith, of church of what's happening now, Saturdays are when we have our service. So we'll see. Can you prove your church attendance, sir? <laughs> right, right. What was the main point of the sermon? Yeah, this guy, had, this guy won though. That's another Supreme Court. Again, you won't hear much about this one today. Um, well, I don't know that you'll hear much about this either. Did you see the fire that destroyed the interior of a Roman Catholic church in Orlando? I did. One year anniversary of the Supreme Court decision of Dobbs versus Jackson. Jeez. Can you imagine you switch this around? Liberal media would be all over that. Oh, yeah. But not the way it works in reverse. No. Dude, you see it more and more all the time. The, you know, people that are supposed to be about what tolerance are the most intolerant people that you will find. Mm -hmm. It's proving itself time and time again. Uh, much to get to, including, oh, goodness, some top Russian generals are missing. You don't say. You don't cross pooty. That could come back to bite you. We'll get to that and a legit flying car. It's here. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Big Van Camp on vacation. Man, saw this story. Now, this was something Russia's been through a lot here in the last week or so. Yeah. Two of Russia's senior commanders uh, have reportedly disappeared from public view after the Wagner Group's aborted, aborted mutiny. Yeah. Wow. So it was a short-lived rebellion. And Bergozin's group relocated to Belarus. It's going to be a march for justice on Moscow. So the other commander, the chief general of staff, Gerasimov, and heck yeah, I nailed that name, has not appeared in public or on state TV since the aborted mutiny. Something happens to these people in Russia. You start crossing Putin. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, it's no big surprise. No, it's people, not. People that defy Putin go missing all the time. They just misstep their way out of buildings. Yeah. And fall Weird to their how death. That happens. Or just disappear somewhere. Yeah, you just never know. Mm -hmm. Also missing is Deputy Commander General Sergei Sorovikin. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Biden right now. <laughs> you don't know. Can you imagine him trying to do these names? Oh, no. 
I, I want to see it. No. That's why he can, he just, he, Chi is an easy one. But when you get into the Russian stuff, that's when it gets tough. Uh, his nickname, by the way, this general? General Armageddon. God, jeez. Yeah. These guys. It's something, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so keeping an eye on all that. Yeah, it, it gets deep in the weeds, but it's pretty wild. Um, Biden talking today how he strongly disagrees with the Supreme Court you know, and their ruling on affirmative action. I don't know how you feel about this, but there are people that feel like the president needs to shut up when a Supreme Court decision comes down. The high court ruled, move on. I don't need your opinion on it. Yeah, I think you would say that both ways. I would say that both ways, yeah. I don't want to hear your opinion, whether right, wrong, or otherwise. The Supreme Court is there, not for the President of the United States to criticize a decision they just made. No, I don't want it from either side. No. And he's saying colleges should consider student adversity. Well, they said they could. Yes, this whole thing. But they couldn't just do it based on the picture of the student. That's all they're saying. (laughs) Gosh dang it. (laughs) Construct an argument that doesn't exist. I hate that. But again, I mean, what you're looking at is for Asian Americans, we got too many. Okay, you're just too smart. Good for you. But yeah. we, we need some diversity here. Okay? Not so much in athletics. Not when it comes to basketball. No. Some different things like that. Nah! We got to field a team now. Okay? Can't have chubby little white guys out there jacking threes. Can't get up and down the court. Can't finish at the hoop. Come on! But when it comes to academics, see, that's different. Mm-hmm. By the way, unless they decide to go in the sports route, because what are they saying? If you can't make the grades, then the grades then are basically coming from white supremacy? Oh, there'll be something concocted. I mean, okay. you're just hearing the beginning of the salvos that are going to be fired here. Well, maybe they'll do it with sports in the end and say, hey, scoreboards are racist. Are you kidding me? Okay, everybody's a winner. We're going to hand out trophies for everybody. If it weren't for elite sports teams, there'd be no universities. Many would just, like, dust in the wind, man. Oh, all that That's money. what supplies everything, yes. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mentioned um, a legit flying car. Have you seen the story? Huh. Um, there's a company called Alef, A-L-E-F, Alef, yes. Just got approved for testing by the FAA for the first time ever. It's a flying car, legitimate. Looks it goes up vertically like a helicopter. So if you were like in traffic, you just straight up. And That's so awesome. I thought it would scare the crap out no, of No, no, no. I like the idea. I would love to be able to do that. The 2024 Jetson. <laughs> if they don't use the name Jetson, they're making a big mistake. How much do you suppose it would uh, cost? Because they've given what they expect it to be as far as the 500000 300000 Okay. Yes. But there have been a lot of people that have put down deposits. You can get in line for 150 bucks, or skip the line and join the priority queue for $1,500. Well, the government will get involved with flying car equity. Hang in there. going <laughs> <laughs> to rebate you. It does say it's going to be a while before you're going to see them on the roads or above the roads. This is just testing that's been approved so far right now. But, yeah, you, another thing you never thought you'd see in your oh. lifetime. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. 
Markley, Dane Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, out on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Big Supreme Court ruling today. Ruled against Harvard University and the University of North Carolina's affirmative action policies. And as it's written, a decision that will have a profound effect on the admissions processes at universities across the country. Well, yeah, I mean, people have been screaming about this for years, right? Yes. That, you know, parents and students alike. I mean, kids that busted their fannies and applied to these universities only to be rejected because they already had too many of them, meaning skin color. Yes. Yes. Too many Asian Americans. Right. Too many whites. Too many whites. Yes. Um, you and, had a whole chart that you went through earlier. Yeah. I mean, it will it, it profoundly, it will, it will certainly affect more Asian students that will be allowed entry now. Absolutely. For sure. It'll be less whites, less blacks, less Hispanics. And again, you have almost this argument that people on the left are making that certainly sounds like, well, Hispanic students, black students, they're not smart enough. You've got to give them a little hand up. Right, which is racist unto itself. It is. Extremely racist. And now it seems like the messaging is, oh, no, 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 that's not the case at all. That's, that's not what this is, because Biden just spoke about this. And I, this is fresh. Part of this I haven't even heard yet. Um, we don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but we'll see where it goes. The United States Supreme Court has recognized the college's freedom to decide how, how to build diverse student bodies and to meet their responsibility of opening doors of opportunity for every single American. <clears throat> in case after case, including recently, uh, just as a few years ago in 2016, the court has affirmed and reaffirmed this view that colleges could use race not as a determinative factor for admission, but as one of the factors among many in deciding who to admit from a, quali- from a qualified, already qualified pool of applicants. Okay, you're rolling your eyes. Well, I am, because that's patently probably not true. There was a criteria that had to be met. There was a percentage that was going to be met. Yes, that's the part I don't understand. And again, if you include you- the top 100, if that's, a, if that's the cutoff, 100, let's just use that as an example. Again, we see a precipitous increase in Asian Americans who are now be allowed entry. Well, the other part where he says, allow every American. Right. Listen, I don't know about you, Scott, getting into Harvard, like when you were 16. No, you're not smart enough. I already, people know that. No. It's not for every American. No, my grand, great, great, great grandfather could have been Edwin Harvard, and I still wouldn't have gotten in. <laughs> He goes on. Today, the court once again walked away from decades of precedent and make, as the dissent has made clear. The dissent states in today's decision, quote, rolls back decades of precedent and momentous progress, end of quote. I agree with that statement from the dissent. From, from the, dissent. <clears throat> the court has effectively uh. ended affirmative action in college admissions, and I strongly, strongly disagree with the court's decision. Because affirmative action is so misunderstood, I want to be clear. Make sure everybody's clear about what the law has been and what it has not been until today. Okay. I'm asking right now, man. We're like, there's eight minutes of this. But in a nutshell, that's what he said. That's. I mean, that's really it. That's the Cliff Notes version of it. But yeah. Do you want to treat this like a book and then like go to the last 30 seconds? Sure. Yeah. 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 That way, if we're asked about it, we'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right, roll it. We can't go backwards. You know, I know today's court decision 
is a severe disappointment to so many people, including me. But we cannot let the decision be a permanent setback for the country. We need to keep an open door of opportunities. We need to remember that diversity is our strength. <clears throat> we have to find a way forward. We need to remember that the promise of America is big enough oh for everyone to succeed. This you know, that's lie. the work of my administration. And I'm always going to fight for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. thank you all. And I know you've been told I have a helicopter out there waiting to go up to do an interview in New York. I'll be talking more about this live interview. But thank you very much. And we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this. Oh, okay. But we're not going to let this break us. Thank you. Oh, the Congressional goodness. Black Caucus said the Supreme Court has thrown into question its own legitimacy. Is this a rogue court? <laughs> is it a rogue court? This is not a normal court. This is not a normal court. See, now, let, let me just... Let me tell you what the what the progressive party would say if a Republican president just did this. Go ahead. There's targets on the back of those Supreme Court justices. That's violence. <laughs> they would, you know, they would. They would do that. They absolutely would. Yes. The president's calling them illegitimate. Yes. Well, you know, this every nutball in the world now is going to be out to get them. You know, and of course they would. Dividing. Right, dividing and, and anger and, and, you know, maladjusted people will try to take it into their own hands. I mean, you'd hear this kind of nonsense. This knucklehead slurs <laughs> his way through whatever that was, and you're going to hear a word. He's basically saying these people hey, don't like you. They're screwing it up. They're illegitimate. Well, it's totally dividing people, saying you, we wanted you to deserve this, but they, they say you can't. They took it away, and, and damn them to hell, all of them. What you know, about but, the Asian Americans? No, I I know, they but earned it. If this isn't stirring the, to be there. stirring the violence pot by their rules, words are damaging. What he just said should be considered a threat. <laughs> I'm laughing because when you get worked up on this, I stuff, know, but it just makes me crazy. He can it, get on there and talk about how illegitimate it is and unfair, <laughs> and how he's going to do everything in his power to eradicate <laughs> this. I think to myself, wait a minute. Yeah. Are you advocating violence against the Supreme Court? Because if I was a knucklehead on the progressive side, I'd be going, that's violence. Your words are violence. Yes. We don't right, get a exactly. trophy and we're sad. No. Um, by the way, you're talking about gibberish. I, before we leave this right now, when Biden was explaining the crash on I-95, have you? did you hear this? No. Oh, my goodness. Because he was giving a speech yesterday yeah. about Bidenomics. Yeah. I'm not making that up. Roll that audio. Less than a guy driving a truck hit a anyway, knocked down a whole bridge and the whole box, four lanes of the highway. On his A game. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. You want four more years of that, don't you? Yeah. Well, it was weird, too, if you're going back, this was, you know, a few days ago, when he goes out. Pennsylvania and Fetterman's there. Yeah. And Fetterman is trying to introduce the president. And at the same time, did he sort of call Biden a collapse bridge? He did. Well, you tell me if he did All right, or not. I haven't heard this. No. Okay, roll that. And now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is here. I think he did. That's hey. probably the most accurate thing Fetterman's ever said. <laughs> Dude, the struggle of Fetterman. If you want to switch gears, this is a 30-second clip. Okay. It, it, it'll make you sad again. if you haven't. Have you heard this? No, I don't think so. Oh, my goodness, man. He can't do this job. No. The, Oh. Uh, a collapsed bridge here, and he is here to commit to work with the, the governor 
and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, mm -hmm. uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the American. Okay. It's not funny. And I want you to know, if you're listening right now, the reason I'm laughing is because if you could see Robin's face <laughs> and the torture that he just, goes through hearing that, you would be with me and laughing. I'm not laughing at Fetterman. That's just sad, man. It's ridiculous. It's it's Dude. terrible. Yeah. Good golly, man. I mean, that... See, it's your reaction. <laughs> and I feel almost hit. bad for laughing, but it's your reaction that's killing me here. What was that one part? The, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law... And he's trying to I, use the word infrastructure, and yeah, dude. this comes out 300 different ways. I, I, you know, again, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like his wife should be prosecuted for elder abuse or whatever. <laughs> Something. Some sort of abuse. Yeah, just bad people. They don't care, man. As long as he goes out there and votes the way they want him to vote, the powers that be, they don't care. It's like we're under the impression that as soon as he turns 82, Biden's going to turn things around. It's going to go back in time. He's going to be 30 again. Yeah. Well, I mean, the I mean, guy... this doesn't get better! The guy checked himself in because of severe depression. Yeah, none of this I gets know. better. Speaking of totally switching gears, did you hear who checked himself into rehab? Pete Davidson. And I think that you have this sort of thought, Scott, that Pete Davidson has this incredible life because it's just, you know, yeah. one attractive woman to another. Yeah. Did you know he struggles with borderline personality disorder and PTSD? I did not until I read about it today. Yeah. And then did you feel bad? Yeah, I mean, I guess a little because, I mean, he certainly has been able to achieve highly considering. Well, okay. I know people go to counseling sometimes and they'll call it a tune-up. Yeah. Or they don't even call it like marriage counseling. Sometimes it's a tune-up. Mm -hmm. I get that. But... I'd never heard, like, actually checking yourself in somewhere and calling that a tune-up. But that's what a friend of Pete Davidson said. They said like, he rehab. needed a mental break. Rehab, that's what they're calling it. Yes. Yeah, that was in the New York but Post But this today. isn't a drugs and alcohol thing, or is it a drugs and alcohol thing con combined with his mental illness? I don't know. Rehab was a well, funny a source, way of putting it. Yes, yeah. said anyone who knows Pete knows he'll always step up and get help when he needs it. He has a lot of people in his corner who love him and support him and are proud of him. Expected to get out soon. I don't know. And I know you brought it up off air. Madonna, there was a scare, but you don't even believe it. See, God dang it. And I don't want to be that person. I really don't. But the I minute understand. I heard it, I thought, here we go again. You know, Meaning? get her back in the news cycle right before a tour starts. What was a serious bacterial infection over the weekend? Yeah. Ended up ICU for several days. At one point, she was on a ventilator. Yeah, it's... I mean... You're like, you're thinking, okay, this gets some sort of... It'll get PR, played, it'll get, you'll get yeah, and more ticket sales. Triumphantly come out of the hospital and triumphantly go back on the road, triumphantly sell a boatload of tickets. And I, I, Listen. You don't want to be whole, that person, but the real deal is this. People like you because you say what they think. But her whole life has been this facade after facade, <laughs> you know? Yes. I mean, it's none of it. There's no substance to much of any of it. No. No, I would 
agree with that. Yeah, we'll see. And she's joining Joe Biden today. She's very upset with the Supreme Court. I don't know that to be fact. I'm just guessing. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Yep. Of course. Um, boy, travel problems all over the United States. We'll get to that in a news update straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Travel issues all over the place. Not only is it severe weather, it's crowded planes, which is really, really bad in the airports. Yeah, I saw boot edge this morning. Some airport somewhere yammering about, you know, we've got work to do. We've got to get on the pilot situation. Yuck, 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 yuck. It's, <laughs> we're not done. Our job is just not completed yet. And we're still working feverishly every day and night. Nah, nah. It's like the talking points, right? Oh, over and over and over again. No specifics. No job's ever done. No job. Okay, look, we completed a job. It never is. Right. It's always loose ends. And we're diligently working, feverishly working, tirelessly working. Well, one of the issues, even CNN reported it, staffing shortages. Right. At the different airlines and the FAA's air traffic control operations. Okay, she brought up before, it's not like the 4th of July just snuck up on you. Yeah, like Pete went, yeah. oh, crap, it's 4th of July's coming up. No, he didn't. That's not what happened. No, and plus the fact, I mean, a lot of this was falling on your own swords. You were firing people because they didn't get vaccinated. Okay. A lot of people never came back. All right. I don't know if you want to play along with this or not. I'll tell you what I'd like. I'd like to read this paragraph from the CNN story. And what I'd like you to do, as soon as you, wherever your thoughts go, just say it. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Because I think you're going to say what a lot of people are thinking. I'm ready. All right. U.S. air travel system is able to recover quickly from widespread weather problems because it doesn't have the bodies to deal with the disruptions. Despite $54 billion of taxpayer okay ad came up uh funds funneled into airlines to keep them alive during the pandemic most airlines greatly reduced staff during the first year of the pandemic when air travel and fares plunged well yeah of course you couldn't go anywhere and and then of course you let those people go and guess what those people didn't come back they found other things to do and when if they did come back they had to be vaccinated oh right remember that yeah you couldn't fly a plane without being must be vaccinated you can't work at the airport unless you're vaccinated. I mean, this is all ridiculous stuff. Yes. And what these people did was they went out and found other things to do. They're yeah. like, screw you. I'm not going back. When all of a sudden did we have a pilot shortage? It was right after that. Exactly. A lot of people were bringing up. Yeah. Well, you mandated the vaccine. Yes. Yes. And now you don't have enough people to fill the jobs. They said they were not allowed to involuntarily lay off staff, but they did offer buyouts and early retirement packages. <sighs> And he also permanently grounded older, less efficient aircraft. Rehiring staff has taken longer than planned. Yeah. Interesting. They didn't mention anything about the required vaccination status. No, no, of course not. As being a reason that this is happening. Yes. But, you know, boot edges. We're we're investing millions of dollars into the system to make sure these types of things don't, you know, (laughs) and they just keep happening over and over again. I mean, uh, you, you could just about predict it, right? You could. I mean, the 4th of July, what a screw-up. Not I mean, surprised. Name one thing this transportation secretary has got right. I can't do it. There is be honest. Any. No, there aren't any. None no, of but, dude, he wasn't qualified for the job. Well, of course not, but he's really exposed. Well, I mean, a lot of times you can snooze your way through the transportation secretary gig. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's no crisis anywhere, and you can kind of just slide through it and get your four years in and then give speeches the rest of your life, you know. That, but there's been plenty. There's been tons. Uh, on a lighter note, but something that's gotten a lot of attention, who would win a fight between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg? Because they're talking about doing this, and Elon Musk's dad said it's a no-win for Elon. Because if he wins, people would say he's a bully. And if he loses, oh, I agree. it's incredibly humiliating. And I think he might lose because isn't Zuckerberg some sort of martial artist of some Yes, kind? he's been into it, man. Yeah. I remember Joe Rogan talking about it. We mentioned this yesterday that he says, yeah, the guy's pretty good. And I don't think it would end well. So Americans were polled on this. Who would win? What do you think Americans said? Elon Musk. Yes, 28% to 16%. 17% said even odds, 39% aren't sure. My question to you, how much money would you pay to watch it? None, zero. To watch Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg? I'm not going to watch 20? No. Oh, I would. Well, Easy. you pay the 20, bring everybody over. <laughs> this is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. All right, Scott. Uh, David, being the former news guy, I'm asking you, biggest story of the day. I think it's got to be this Supreme Court decision on affirmative action. I agree. And that's a huge story. Yeah, with the colleges, with Harvard yeah. and North Carolina. But they're kicking affirmative action to the curb. Which, as you mentioned, and it's true, good news for Asian Americans. Absolutely. That, I mean, percentage-wise, was cut down mm-hmm. at Harvard. By yeah. the way, Harvard's leadership um, has said, uh, yeah, we're going to be able to get beyond this. Well, they're looking for loopholes now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That diversity is essential to academic excellence. Question is, is it? Or does that just, like, sound nice? I don't think it is. Get that news update straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial on vacation. The Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Ready to rock and roll. You had mentioned the biggest story today. Probably the Supreme Court ruling on affirmative action. Yeah, the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to today to essentially end affirmative action in college admissions. Um, they said, look, this is based on color of your skin. It should not be an admission. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can use other factors to determine whether someone or not is, should be eligible for where you go to school. Yes. You, you, can, you can incorporate those into the ultimate and final decision along with GPA and everything else, but you can't do it based solely on the color of their skin. Which is what the whole case was about. That's what it that's was about. What was and that's, happening. And that's what they said. And, of course, the left is out of their minds right now. Their heads are on fire. They're screaming and yelling like they always do. The petulant children throwing a fit. And Biden already spoke. And and he's, he's very disappointed. Of course. And he, in my, my view, has targeted uh, Supreme Court justices for potential harm. And I'm going to stay with that story. Rules. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to play by their rules, that's what I've done. Because what he said was violence. <laughs> just to hear you say that makes me <laughs> i mean it's ridiculous it is but if again if we're playing by the same rules i mean he called them uh i can't remember the exact wording of what he called them well, it's not a normal court not a normal court yeah what does that mean well the question was is this court rogue or is it is it legitimate or not that's essentially what they're asking he said no it wasn't yeah. So, hey, I mean, to me, that's that's yeah. violence. Your point being, if Trump did that on a decision oh, he didn't like, yeah. Gosh. So he's we going to get people killed. We were talking earlier about Katanji Brown Jackson and what she said in her dissent. 
Oh, no, you're not going to, you know, get rid of racism. You're ignoring, you know, right. what everyone, you know, person of color that's gone through in this country, that sort of thing. Yep. Clarence Thomas uh, blasted those arguments, saying that Katanji Brown Jackson locks blacks into a seemingly perpetual inferior um, sort of state. Mm-hmm. Such a view is irrational. It is an insult to individual achievement and cancerous to young minds seeking to push through barriers rather than consign themselves to permanent victimhood. Wow. Yeah. Good for Clarence Thomas. Yep. Also said Justice Jackson's race-infused worldview falls flat at each step. Individuals are the sum of their unique experiences, challenges, and accomplishments. What matters is not the barriers they face, but how they choose to confront them. Yes. Isn't that like almost any coach you've ever had? Yes, it is. It's like all these life lessons that you learned growing up or wanted to teach your kids. There's a group of people who wants to throw all those out. Yep. That part is very frustrating. So good for Clarence Thomas. He's uh, getting a lot of retweets today. No doubt about that. So keeping an eye on... uh, that story we mentioned that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. last night had a town hall on News Nation. Did he keep his shirt on? That's what I want to know. Uh, he did. Okay. Um, I don't know if everyone in the crowd was happy about that because if you haven't seen the video of him doing a workout, doing some push-ups, I did. I asked Van Camp yesterday. Oh, is that real? Is that some sort of Photoshop thing? Like, no, I, I think it's real. That's what I thought too when I first saw it, and then I realized, no, that's him. The dude is sixty-nine and. He's ripped. He's ripped. Really is. Yes. Like, very little body fat there. Yeah. He's a beast. Yes. And I mean, I have no idea. Is that some sort of diet? Is that the exercise? Van Camp's like, those are implants. <laughs> Talking about his chest. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, he and McConaughey, they should do. McConaughey should interview him. They both should have their shirts off. Oh, yeah. And push-ups. Yeah. Hilarious. I guess CNN put a tweet out with a video of him working out. And in the tweet, they said, there's nothing junior about presidential candidate RFK Jr.'s pecs after his shirtless workout went viral. There are people on the left seeing that tweet from CNN freaking out. Really? Didn't like it. Oh, jeez. Yes. Um, All that Mehdi Hassan from MSNBC, that that hack, responded saying, Sorry, what? Did CNN just rehire Chris Licht? I am lost for words. What is this, he said. Okay. Um, Then, what was it, the Washington Post? Oh, that Taylor Lorenz. I take no pleasure in reporting that cable news is added again. Listen. CNN's guilty of a whole lot of things. Yeah. No doubt about that. But that harmless tweet, really? And again, RFK Jr., you heard heard the news that Jake Tapper, he didn't want to be a part of that town hall because RFK Jr. has spread so much disinformation about vaccines. Oh, yeah, from the guy, (laughs) from the guy Russian collusion. Mm Mm-hmm. P-tape, vaccines. Award-winning journalist, Uh, Jake Tapper. Yeah, the original haircut, who now all of a sudden, journalistic integrity tells Mm -hmm. me, I can't have him on because he's a liar. Mm -hmm. Shut up. 
So at the town hall, that was the first question last night for RFK Jr. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, a lot of people, dangerous disinformation, kids and vaccines and autism and all this stuff. And, you know, what do you have to say to it? Now, the whole thing goes like nine or ten minutes. Right. So just, you know, little clips to give you an idea of what he was talking about, because the question was asked by, asked by a doctor and he is answering the question. Here's just part of it. Anybody who wants to read that can go to my web, to the Children's Health Defense website and you can read HHS's admission that not a single one has ever been safety tested pre-licensing now. That's what his thing is. Mm-hmm. Safety testing first before you put it on the market. He's right. saying no one does it. Nope. For long-term effect. Okay. Um, what I've said is other medicines are required to do that. And we should have to do that for vaccines. If I'm wrong, show me the test. Show me the study. You won't be able to because there are none. That means that we don't know what the long-term risks are, the risk profile of those products. And I'll give you, you and me, you mentioned chickenpox. So when, when do you want to hear CDC this about was thinking of recommending this chickenpox vaccine as mandating for children. Okay. Just... Full disclosure, he obviously can't help the issue no, he has with his voice. But it makes you it, uncomfortable, It does. It Scott. makes me very uneasy. But anyway, I like what he says. Well, for the next time, I'll just get the script and I'll just read it to you. But for the sake of this, I'll let him finish what he's talking about. Um, the, they did a study, and the scientists they hired to do that study was a scientist called Gary Goldman, a contract scientist. And he did the study in an isolated place in California called Antelope Valley, a long-term study. And what they find is if you give the chickenpox vaccine, mass vaccinate with chickenpox, it stops chickenpox, but it causes shingles epidemics later on, which are 20 times as deadly as chickenpox. Have you ever heard that? Uh, I have. Okay, it goes on. If you go, so nevertheless, despite those studies, we mandated for American children in this country. In Europe, they don't. If you go to the British National Health Service website right now, you can read on that where they say, we do not recommend chickenpox vaccines because it causes shingles epidemics later on. And that's the problem. So when I listen to this guy, and I think like a lot of people, you first see headlines. You don't know. It's so deep in the weeds, you know, the information he has. Like, okay, I don't know. A lot of people say, oh, my gosh, this anti-vaccine kook, blah, blah, blah. I have no idea. And then different people are checking out what he has to say. I'd never heard that before, like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then you can go check it out, and you find out, well, there's something to what he's saying there. Yeah. But, man, the effort to keep this guy silent is something. Well, there's so... And certainly not give him a platform. so much money in it. So much. Oh, with pharmaceuticals? Oh, my God. Oh, dude, those companies... You know, and when you've got government backing it. Oh, yeah. Okay, if you want, then I got, uh, we'll limit this to like 20 seconds. Okay. Because later on, he talked about that very thing. The, the company, the same companies that got the FDA to lie to us about the addiction, addictiveness, lie to every doctor in this country about the addictiveness of oxycodone and get a whole generation addicted. Those are the same companies that make these, you know, other products. And the pharmaceutical, the four companies that make vaccines in this country, Merck, Sanofi, Glaxo, and Pfizer, 
have paid over $35 billion in criminal penalties over the past decade for lying to doctors, for falsifying science, for defrauding regulators. Yes, he goes on. Mm -hmm. We talked about it before, man. When I first got put on a sleep aid, it was not addictive. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you, it's addictive. (laughs) (laughs) So I think what he's saying does resonate with people. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes, man. Because as we mentioned earlier, he's the Biden administration's worst nightmare Well, and this is a complete grassroots campaign. That's been helped by virtually no one. Yes. Particularly the media. Yes. They don't want him on because there's this. They feel like there's this stink on him, and when they put him on, you know, now you're. Oh, we're got, we're giving misinformation. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, we're no, giving this I guy a platform for misinformation. Yeah. What I would say is, don't just trust me. Go do the research for yourself. I'm reading to you exactly the same as what you can find. Yes. I don't have secret channels. Right. You're just trying to figure out who's full of crap and who's telling Who is the it? truth. That's right. That never ends. By the way, do you believe this? This was a study. Was this? Yeah, this this was a whole school study in this. Man. Women without children at age 35 are at the highest risk of binge drinking and alcohol use disorder. Whoa. My. Caught you flat-footed on that one. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Why do you think that is? Don't overthink it. Lack of fulfillment. I think a lot of people would say that. Boy, people can get irritated fast. Oh, they get really mad, yeah. If you even suggest that. I know. Well, you could be different with every individual. You're not sure. Yeah. But this new study shows that newer generations of middle-aged women are also more likely to engage in excessive alcohol consumption and that women without children are most at risk. The proportion of women in these at-risk groups is growing amid rampant marketing and social media messaging that normalizes drinking among reproductive age women. Yeah, because like you drinking see, hard. I mean, you've seen it. I mean, the the wine parties and oh yeah. For some reason, there's not a stigma attached to wine. It's like you can't be addicted to it, kind of thing, right? Like, oh, who doesn't want to relax with a glass of wine? Glass of wine with your yeah. friends, and you're out, and you're you know. Yeah. You have a bottle and, you know, whatever. Relationship is whatever, so yeah. we got a bottle of wine. Yeah, and also you really yeah. you don't have any consequences if you're hammered. You don't have any kids to take care of. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say whether you have a spouse or not. I'm assuming you don't. It all or depends. no one that would question your behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right about that, though. The wine thing gets yeah. passed. Like if you had, it does. you know, middle-aged women shotgunning beers oh. or doing beer bongs. Right. Be like, hey, what are you doing? Or Jack and Coke shot, or Jack shots, you know. On the, right, but no, things but like that. That looks worse. Well, it's wine. We go out and we drink wine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just found that to be very interesting. It is. Yeah. I agree. Um, boy, this is not a big surprise. Um, I'll make it short. I just happened to see it Wall Street Journal today. It was actually the most read story earlier today. Portland is losing its residents. It's lost nearly 3% of its population between 2020 and 2022, and the numbers are going down. That's significant. And why? Well, you know why. Everyone knows why. Everybody knows why. That's what happens when you don't have law and order. Yeah. And you allow homelessness and criminals to take over a great city. It can happen. You have people that love the city have had to move, and you've seen that in so many other cities run by liberals. And you can go so far as to say, well, their intentions are good. Okay. At some point, though, you got to understand this. These policies don't work. This is what happens. Yeah, which which makes me stand on your, you know, do it, do it. It's for the good of stand on its head because it isn't really. Long term, it's terrible. 
Absolutely. You're right. rewarding bad behavior. And when you reward bad behavior, you end up with the, the end result is that. Yeah. Exactly. All right, there's much more to get to. By the way, how much trouble is Merrick Garland possibly in? Uh-oh. The Attorney General. Uh, we have uh, uh, asked, uh, put... Uh, um, uh, laws for words, probably. Yeah. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, you got this IRS whistleblower. And he's talked to CBS, he's talked to Fox, he's talking to a lot of different people. Saying, yeah, um, basically the Department of Justice put the word out. Yeah, we're not going to go really after Hunter Biden. And any roads that lead to Joe Biden, shut him down. Yep. That's pretty much the story. Where does it go from here? Well, I don't think the House Republicans are going to all of a sudden abandon this investigation. They're going to keep going. And one of these guys is lying, and it looks like Merrick Garland. The Attorney General. Uh, Ooh, that see that's a that's a problem. <laughs> that's a bad deal. I mean, he has shown who he is. Yeah, that's... There's no doubt about it. Think if this guy would have actually made the Supreme Court. Oh, wow! Do you hear what Ted Cruz said a couple days ago about Merrick Garland? Yes. No. Oh, buddy. Every word he said there is a lie, and the self righteousness with which he says it. Ben, I got to say, it's time. It is time. Time for what, Ted? Tell us. The Department of Justice yes. needs to appoint a special counsel. Another one? To investigate Merrick Garland for obstruction of justice and perjury. Well, he's not going to appoint somebody to investigate himself. That's the problem. No, no, no. I mean, I, I like the passion, though. There's a reason he's saying don't ask these questions. Let's be clear. It is his integrity. And I want to walk through it because that is a very serious state statement. But at this point, the evidence that Merrick Garland personally committed multiple felonies is growing greater and greater. And the chances that the Merrick Garland Justice Department will fairly investigate evidence of his wrongdoing are zero. Yes. So who's going to do it? That's why. Well, a lot of people are asking. Look, man, this guy, this guy's despicable. We've no known doubt. it for a long time. We know it's it's uh, it's political axes to grind. We know yes. he does it. We know he you know he's guilty of it. Yes. And it is time. But there's more coming out about the Biden family all the time. Yeah. And then you wonder, okay, are the Democrats going to just clean house and go with Gavin Newsom and be rid of all these people here soon? Possible. It's intriguing, at the very least. We'll see. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. He's on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Big story today, the Supreme Court. Um, as far as affirmative action, college admissions, done. Say no more. Talked about this for a long time. And what it comes down to, Harvard 
especially will no longer be able to accept applications based on racial preferences. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Asian Americans were hurt a lot by this. Well, it's a good thing because that's how America rolls. The cream rises to the top. It's a meritocracy. Yeah. If you find your niche and you're good at it, then you're rewarded accordingly. And if not, you're able to go elsewhere and use that skill set somewhere else. But it's all based on your skill set. What do you bring into the party? Well, it's interesting. And it would get into admissions for colleges. Generally speaking, it's GPA. And it's things associated with your high school career. Yeah. Your volunteer work, your activities with organizations. You know, all these things are weighed together. And but not the color of your skin. Exactly how they phrased it. If you've had to overcome adversity. Yeah. That can be taken into consideration. Sure. But I think you put it pretty well. It's like you're not just going to look at a picture and say, yep, we want him, not him. Yeah, we need Yeah, we need you. Right. Yeah. No, of course not. And that's that's where, I mean, I see this guy, the Students for Fair Admissions, that was an organization that was part of this lawsuit that went to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they ended up with the victory. And it was six to three, by the way, was the vote. Yes. The three dissenters is the three you think there would be, so... Yes, and Katanji Brown-Jackson recused herself from the Harvard case, not right. the North Carolina case, but right. the Harvard yeah, case. Yeah, the Harvard case. Because she went there and she was on the board there. And, well, Joe Biden's not happy about this. More on that in a second. Jeez. But, you know, this was basically breaking as we were coming on the air. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I haven't heard all of the hot takes from the left, but apparently there's a meltdown going on. Oh, gosh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, reading this, like, at Town Hall. Yeah. Apparently the left... Says we're returning to the pre-Civil War days. Yeah, right. Are you serious? Yeah. And apparently, yeah, forget those Asian kids. Why? We're supposed to love everybody, aren't we? Everybody with the same chance? The cream yes. rises to the top? Yeah, no. Always, yeah. Exceptionalism is rewarded. Yes. It was interesting because some polling came out, and this was months ago about the Supreme Court banning colleges and universities from considering race and ethnicity in admissions. Who was in favor of the ban? 63% of all Americans. Yeah, shouldn't be based on that. 36% opposed. Uh, With white people, it was 66% say, yeah, that should be banned. 34, no. With blacks, 47% said, yeah, that should be banned. 53% opposed. Hispanics, 60%. Yeah, should be banned. Asian, 65%. Yeah, should be banned. The left is treating this like there are so many people upset today. Really? At best, it's like half and half. At best. Well, so that, interesting. that's the world they live in. Well, yes. They're only reporting on the bubble they know. Well, now In their that. world, everybody's upset about it. Well, and I guess if your job is basically to be a race hustler, mm-hmm. this puts a little gas in your tank, I suppose. Sure. Gives you something to rail about for a while. But yeah, Biden was out there with the prepared statement. It's almost like they knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And he rattled on for, you know, 10 minutes. So we'll be, you know, following all of this and the reaction. And Harvard's already said that they're, we're going to find a loophole. We're going to do what we want to do. Okay. So we'll see. Speaking of Biden, um, he's been out talking a lot over the last few days. Yep. Well, he was in Chicago yesterday talking about Bidenomics, which is the new talking point from the Biden administration as far as the campaigning goes. 
Bidenomics? Yeah, that's the that's the theme now. So he was talking about that yesterday. A part of that was saying... But under the trickle-down economic theory, three-quarters of U.S. industries grew more con- consecrated. I mean, excuse me, consecrated. Thinking I didn't go to mass. Mm. A game. Bring in the A game. God. He's not going to make it, man. <laughs> I just can't see it. Can you? Well, no. Of course not. No. He's he's barely functional right now. Barely. It's barely getting, functional. Doesn't it seem right like it's now. getting worse? Well, it's not getting better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. I mean, and again, compare and contrast when he was the vice president and gave speeches. And then listen to what we had, the shell of that we have today. I mean, and come to your own conclusion. I mean, when he was trying to explain that crash, 995, what was that? What he was saying? Less than a guy driving a truck hit a, anyway, knocked down a whole bridge and the whole box, four lanes of the highway. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know what happened. Right. Well, it is weird, man, to go back to what Fetterman, on Fetterman, who we know, well, he had the stroke. I mean, mm-hmm. he's checked himself in yep. for depression. And we know part of what he's trying to work through. And remember, the word was last fall, uh, it'd be everything would be fine by the time he took office oh, in sure. January. Yeah. And now we're looking at July 4th, and this was just a couple of days ago. He called the president a collapsed bridge, really. Yes, he did. And now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is- oh, he should have just stopped right there. Okay. Accuracy. Good job. See you later. But it didn't stop there. And he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the the jewel uh, kind of a... Uh, okay, that's enough. You get the idea. It's so uncomfortable. It is. Feels Jeez. like piling on. All right, move on. Uh, did you see the new information revealed about the Chinese spy balloon that crossed over the United States? Oh, we got new info on that, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Wall Street Journal reported on it uh, that multiple federal agencies discovered that the balloon was crammed with commercially available U.S. gear. Some of it for sale online, and interspersed with more specialized Chinese sensors and other equipment to collect photos, video, and other information to transmit to China. Spying on you. No big deal. Jeez. And they had large solar panels to power it and was able to capture radar data. Well, at least it was environmentally friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have to stop somewhere and gas it up. Because that's where the panels are made. Yes. Anyway, uh, you know, China's threatened the United States against making details from its investigation into the balloon public. Say, you do that, we're going to be forced to respond in a harsh manner. What's your reaction to that, Scott? Initially, I'm, you know, of course it irritates me, yes. But then I think to myself, they know who's running this thing. What are you going to do about it? Of course. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I mean, look at where all the trails lead. There were some deals done. We know a lot about you, Joe. Dude, and, and I'm your look- whole family. I'm, right. And I'm looking at this this China thing. I'm saying to myself, we have become their B. Yep. And Taiwan, 
which they're going to invade next mm-hmm. to take it over, is, I mean, I saw a piece on this last night on the news. They're responsible for damn near everything digitally that we do in this country mm-hmm. is produced in Taiwan. Yes. On shaky footing. Yes. We're screwed, man. <laughs> I mean, well, truly, yeah, I, mean, point. I mean, I read this stuff and I'm like, okay, what's, what's the line in the sand? Don't cross the line. What line in the sand? There isn't one. Well, and so far, you could say, well, we've respected China's demands, or you could say we've cowered yes. like a little bee. Yeah. However you want to say it, well, and have not shared details from the investigation with the public. Even though we have a history of doing it with other nations. Either Daily or, Wire had a good story on this. They got us economically where they want us. I mean, they've they've allowed. I mean, it was allowed that China became the technology giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they still. I mean, we couldn't remember the car thing. Of course, they couldn't get. You know, there's certain things in cars that are manufactured there you can't get here. You know, and slowed that production down. And I keep hearing about what chips. You know, Biden will bring this up all the time. You know, the the Chips Act. Right. But where are we with the Chips Act? I mean, we're already ner- we're nervous as hell with the Taiwan situation. Really nervous. Should be, and we should be. Yeah, yeah. Because you talk about Senator catastrophic. Sent a letter saying, "Hey, this thing with China, you need to answer for this." We'll see. Put that. Yeah, yeah it's a long line right now. Is it a sternly worded letter, though? Of course it is. Yes. Update on Ocean Gates Titan submersible. Uh, what? This story. Yeah, it was presumed human remains were recovered pieces yesterday of well, yeah. people yes yeah yeah yes yeah it's brutal well i guess again the only thing you can walk away from this is that chances are very likely no one felt anything or knew anything yeah. when it happened yes i mean yeah. if, if there's anything that eases your mind a little bit nobody seemed to have suffered at all oh man it's just one of those stories that You'll remember when that was oh, like yeah. the big story and just... Well, you remember we were talking about the thing having enough oxygen and then, oh, if they run out of oxygen, they suffocate. And, you know, that's horrible, man. Yes. Well, and, I mean, it was right before I was off for a few vacation days. I mean, you know, at the time, there was still some hope. Yeah. You know, but Van Camp was saying, uh, yeah, they're they're probably gone. Yeah. You know, and you hate to be cynical at that point, that point in time, but you know, there's probably some truth to that. And yeah, I mean, that's just the update on the story. Don't have to spend a whole lot of time. But that, it was sad, sad that. ending. But, but again, expected. I'm just glad they found some remains. Uh, I mean, you know what? Let's just get all the bad news out at one no, time. Throw, yeah. This bad news section is brought to you by. Uh, it's uh-huh. the Russian Navy. Likely right now is training combat dolphins. Not dolphins. Oh yeah. Yeah. To yeah. carry weapons? Uh, to intercept Kamikaze enemy divers things? in the Black Sea. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I've heard about that before. The Russia's trained animals for a range of missions. But, yeah. Where's Combat the, dolphins. Where's the dolphin people uprising? You think Russia cares about that? You're blowing up dolphins, man. For those new to the show, Scott's bucket list was to swim with the dolphin and i did van camp made it yes happen. i did it was legendary it was awesome so you get all the bad news out of the way at the same time i i uh, hugged that rubbery creature. <laughs> <laughs> you know still man i saw that video like two months ago it's fantastic it's still on the facebook page isn't it i don't know i think it is right. yeah if you want to look it up all right we got to get to a news update more next
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, Dave Van Camp on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Who wants to talk to Carlson update? Anybody? Oh, I yeah, I do. Yes. Oh, if you saw this at Red State, Mike Miller was reporting that uh, Tucker's not only doing the Twitter thing, because he's had seven episodes on Twitter, like 10 to 12 minutes, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. A lot of views. It's basically what was his opening monologue on Fox. Yes. That, but that's all he's doing. He's not doing guests or anything. No. Yes. Right. But the word is here, raising a lot of money. I heard that. Yes. Going to start his own thing? Yes. Wow. Wow. So, you know, Fox has sent him a cease and desist saying, hey, you're you're actually still employed. We're just, you know, canceled the show, the right. top rated show. Right. But you can't do this. Well, he's lawyered up with, from all we can tell, like the best of the best when it comes to lawyers. And they disagree with oh, that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, he's got a battalion of them. No. They and, know what they're doing. Um. Well, Harmy Dillon's one of them said, uh, yeah, uh, he will not be silenced. So he's raising money for a new media company. Jeez. According to veteran media reporter Dylan Byers, the eight remaining members of the Tucker Carlson Tonight team were told on Monday that they would need to leave Fox by mid-July with the option to reapply for new positions. Well, hmm. now... So Tucker's raising all that money, new media company. I mean, if you were asking me right now, well, what do you think would happen? They'll take Fox down. You know, the thing is, and again, I don't know how the power levers work in the world of cable TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has whether or not they'll carry it on cable systems. Well, you know. Does it matter? I, I think if you're going to be a Does major it- player... Really, Old Man River? I, I understand what you're saying. I do. I get it. It's a new world, man. No, I, I understand that, but <laughs> I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not opposed to streaming at all. I, I watch streamed things, you know, but it's got to be subscription-based, I'm guessing, or probably will be. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fascinating to watch this happen. Well, you know, we've all talked about what happened in the ratings of Fox, not just Tucker slot. Oh, every that slot. That entire yeah. evening lineup. Yeah. And what happened to the audience? What was even crazier is what happened to the 25 to 54 year old demographic. Yeah. It really tanked. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the younger you go, the far as some sort of, well, is it going to be a part of a cable package? It doesn't even matter. You think how successful the Twitter thing yeah, is. Yeah, I suppose it doesn't. It just, I don't know. Yeah, this will be really fun to watch. See, I am old man rivering it right now. I, I agree with you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You changed like that? You changed positions well, I, that fast? I know, but when you threw that back at me, I'm, I'm sitting here analyzing what I just said, and I'm like, I probably shouldn't have said that because <laughs> it does sound like old man river, you know? Well, I mean, listen, you've been around for a while. I've been around for a while. I know if David was here, he'd be like, it doesn't matter. I know. He'd, he'd be he right. No. Yeah, but I mean, there is really something to that. And I mean, yeah, you look at where Fox has been hurt the most, and even even sixty five plus, it's hurt. They've oh, lost their credibility. It's yeah, people are pissed at them, and they're taking it out yes. on them. Yeah, no doubt about it. Something else, I happen to see a story that this is some sort of new trend. 
and sometimes you'll hear about, it's like a few people, or maybe it really is a trend, that Gen Z has a trend of live quitting on social media, quitting their jobs and broadcasting it. Oh, jeez. Live on social media. Uh, good luck getting the next one. I was going to say, so if you were to give, say, an intern some career advice on that, Scott, what would it be? Don't do it. You're an idiot. <laughs> do you want to work in this business or not? Do you want to work in any business or not? It's out there forever. Forever. There you are quitting on your live view. No. Yeah, I agree with you. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. All right, Scott, biggest story of the day. Well, I mean, in my mind, it's got to be the Supreme Court decision to basically eliminate affirmative action when it comes to college admissions. Yes. I mean, that was a huge ruling. Yeah. And Biden's pissed, really. Oh, of course. You know, and as far as I'm concerned, Joe Biden is uh, inciting violence. It's hilarious. I'm playing by the same rules that the the lefties play with. So, there. Well, Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson had her dissenting opinion. And one of the really popular things going on social media right now is what Clarence Thomas had to say to her. He was great, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. So we will get to that. And then the Scott Robbins trifecta, your big three of the day. Can't miss that. It's all straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Trifecta coming up in just a few. Uh, Big story today. Supreme Court ruled in a 6-3 vote that the race-based college admissions process used by Harvard and the University of North Carolina violate the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause, effectively striking down the use of affirmative action programs in college admissions. Yes. Certainly not fair to Asian Americans. Oh, no. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's not fair to anybody. I agree. I mean, you know, you, if you want a level playing field, there is a way to get a level playing field, and that comes with achievement. That chart you had earlier yeah. with the Asian Americans was really yeah. something. Because basically, not saying it in this sort of way, but in essence, Harvard's saying, Asian Americans, we got a lot of you people, and it, congratulations, you're really smart, but we've had enough. We need to have some other people, some other colors of people in here. Right. I mean, they treated it like American Idol. It's like, you you, you know, you allowed in so many, and then they got kicked out. Because if I remember what you quoted yeah. earlier, it was like 24% currently, but if... It could go to like 48% or 50% now. Right. Yeah. And every demographic took a hit because of this. I mean, whites, Hispanics, blacks, everybody took a hit because of this ruling. What's interesting to me is when I'm talking to, well, really, whites in general... Let's, let's say white conservatives. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is nonsense. This shouldn't be. Right. According to your numbers, the amount of white people would actually go down, but it, it Asian will. Americans would go up. Yes, it will. Yes. And those people would say, yeah, that's fine. But yet there's called by the left white supremacists. That doesn't quite make sense to me. I mean, it's merit-based, man. Right. That's how this works. Yes. And there's a lot of equations that go into merit-based other than academics. Academics is a big part of it, but it's also things you did while attending high schools. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it and how they choose people. But what they're saying is you can't look at a picture of a white guy and a black guy and go, oh, the black guy gets to go. Or an Asian guy. Or yeah, we already got guy. enough of the Asian guy. Yeah, we can't, we can't yeah. do that. So, anyway, here's what we got to do. Right? I mean... And that, uh, again, that's not very American. Agreed. And I'm against discrimination 110%. Absolutely. Do not discriminate. But earn your way.
Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson's oh. dissenting opinion. Really? Yes. Um, it's pointed out some stories. Who is nominated by Joe Biden? In part based on a campaign promise to nominate a black woman. That's right. It's exactly what he did. Yeah. Yes. Um, accused the court's conservative majority of let them eat cake obliviousness. You know, whatever that means. Saying they've detached themselves from this country's actual past and present experiences. Okay. So Justice Clarence Thomas responded to Jackson's dissent, mm-hmm. saying accordingly. Justice Jackson's race-infused worldview falls flat at each step. Individuals are the sum of their unique experiences, challenges, and accomplishments. What matters is not the barriers they face, but how they choose to confront them. And their race is not to blame for everything, good or bad, that happens in their lives. A contrary, myopic worldview based on individual skin color to the total exclusion of their personal choices is nothing short of racial determinism. Yeah. And he goes on. I mean, it's worth a read if you have a chance. When he gets to, um, well, what happens if it gets worse? What happens if blacks then fail at a test at higher rates than their white counterparts? The only solution would be race-focused measures. And if those measures were to result in blacks failing at yet higher rates, the only solution would be to double down, and there would be no end. That's right. That's been said before. Clarence Thomas is very good at this. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, he is. I mean, you're reminded of that when you read something fresh. But this was a, this was a 6-3 decision. Yes. You know, so. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the meltdown is definitely on oh, from the left gosh, right now. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it'll be screeching. You can hear it if you open your window right now. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready for your big three? Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day. Always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. He always vacations with you, too. I've noticed that. I, I don't goes even know where with he goes. You. I know, but he's never here when you're gone. Uh, so. It's weird. I'm ready. Okay, buddy. Okay. Let's go. Three. Uh, we learned something about the fall of Harry and Meghan Incorporated. Remember, they got a bunch of money to do this podcast, and they made boatloads of dough, and there was a big marketing campaign behind it, and it's completely stiffed. Yes. And, uh, and of course, everybody's to blame but them. This month, we learned something else. Megan didn't even conduct the interviews with the non-famous people for her podcast. Megan Markle? She, she yeah. didn't do the interviews? Well, not really. She did conduct some of the interviews for her podcast, it turns out, but only did the famous people. Serena Williams, Mariah Carey, people like that. When it came time to meet the, you know, the regular people, she never actually talked to them. Allison Yarrow is an expert on trauma of childbirth was reportedly one such guest who was interviewed by a producer for the show. Megan dubbed her questions in after the fact. See if show oh up. Oh, my goodness. I'll be there for Mariah. I'll be there for Venus Williams, but I'm not going to be there for some person on trauma of childbirth. I don't care about <laughs> it. And there really lies the hypocrisy, right? She wants to teach the world about kindness, purpose, standing up to injustice. It doesn't want to deal with 99.9% of the people who are actually part of the people she talks about. Holy smokes, man. Yeah, she dubbed it in. It's like 
that that the whole thing. A producer interviews the person. That person leaves. She comes back in. They edit it out. She asks the questions. You know, remember those? Uh, you used to be able to get those canned interviews in the in the mail from like record companies or whatever. Where oh, it's like radio it's like, speak. Yes, right. It's yeah. like you're sitting down with Eddie Van Halen. And they give you the questions, and then they, he, has, he has the answer. It's bogus. You never did that, did you? I never did that, no. no. I was yes, offered I that several times, but I'm not going to do it, no. It's ridiculous. It sounds dumb. <laughs> but I know a lot of guys who have done it. We're going to visit with Travis Tritt this afternoon. Hey, Travis. <laughs> welcome to my show here in Oklahoma. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's, it's so Please dumb. tell me Casey never did that. Casey never did that, no. No, he never did that. Okay. All right. That's good. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Yeah, good. You're yes. welcome, buddy. All right. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer to number Israel one. Number two. Uh, Governor Tim Walls of Minnesota and huh. his minions have suggested that Minnesota's newfound status as a state that permits abortion right up to and beyond the moment of birth and uh, as also a trans refuge for sex change operations that otherwise would be illegal will be a magnet drawing tourism from all over the country. Wow. And they're promoting it now. Now, that may not sound like a promising strategy here, but they're not kidding. Explore Minnesota is the state's official tourism bureau. Its job is to draw visitors to Minnesota. But how? Well, by bringing about your sex change operations and abortions up to moment of birth. They think that's a big draw. They're using it. For our friends in Minnesota, man. Sorry to hear that. Gosh, dang. It's a great state, too. It's a beautiful state. And, you know, you've got this idiot running it. Well... Going back for years, we were in Minnesota every summer. Yeah, every summer. So much fun. Absolutely. Beautiful there in the yep, summer. It is. Yeah. Now, on with the countdown. The Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day, up to number one. Hey, have you noticed the straps on Joe Biden's face? Did you see that? Strap marks? You were talking about People this. People are like, what is that all about? Well, scoop here. Biden has begun using a CPAP machine, per sources. The device is to treat longstanding sleep apnea. Okay. As Biden departed the White House uh, to to uh, to one of his other trips, indentations from the CPAP could be seen on his face. And people are like, "What the hell is that? What's going on?" <laughs> so they finally asked his people. His people had to uh, tell him it's a CPAP machine. And I thought to myself, "You realize that if Trump uses CPAP, the entire legacy media would run for days, front page, declaring him unhealthy and unfit to serve." Of course they would. Yeah. By the way, how long does that take? The, for the, the strap indentations? Yes. I don't know. I've seen them on people. I don't. I, I, but again, he left at like 9 o'clock in the morning, so I'm sure they didn't rouse him until like 8. Wow, man. You don't have something you can do for that? It just irons it out fast? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently. But nobody know. should worry about why the already visibly enfeebled and incoherent president now suddenly needs help breathing in his sleep. Nothing well, to see here. Let's move on. Dude, if he just woke up, maybe that would help explain some of the speeches when they go south. Under the trickle-down economic theory, yeah. three-quarters of U.S. industries grew more con- consecrated. I mean, excuse me, consecrated. Yeah, he just rolled out of the rack. Yeah, what do you expect? Look at my marks. Look at my CPAP marks. <laughs> I haven't even had coffee yet. And there you have it. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. I did see this. I don't know if you've seen it. It's fast food. They do this every year. What is America's favorite fast food restaurant as far as customer satisfaction? Oh, boy. Uh, Chick-fil-A. It is Chick-fil-A again. It's always been mine. That's from personal experience. Dad, ninth year in a row. Yeah. They do it right, man. Okay, you know what? We'd usually do a game here. The Van Camper here, he's not. All right. 
So this will you got three guesses. Okay. All right. Dang. Two of the three, let's say, got to be in the top seven. And if you can do that, then you can like pretend you're a winner. Are some of these regional? Like I wouldn't know them. Nope. Okay. Culvers. Culvers. I always had good experience there. Well, I just said there. It's not regional. It'd be more national. Well, isn't Culvers national? I would call it more regional. Okay. All right. I would. So it's not there, in other words. So I just gave you like a hint, and you, dude. Well, no, but I thought no. Culver's was national. I mean, I did. I thought Culver's was. I thought everybody had a Culver's. I don't know. No. I'm wrong. Okay. You got two other guesses, man. Get well, I don't want to do the obvious ones because it doesn't seem like they would be. <laughs> like, I, you know, something's pulling me towards Wendy's, but I'll bet they're not there. Oh, man. See, no, they're not. I knew that. Yep, and the game's over. Dang. <laughs> what, were the, what was two? Jimmy John's. Oh. KFC at three. KFC. Yeah. Papa John's at four. Domino's at five. And then five guys, six Pizza Hut at seven. Oh, come on. What? You mean McDonald's didn't show up? Uh, McDonald's uh, DFL again. You know what everybody Dead says when they pull last. away from the drive-thru? What? Check the bag! <laughs> Check the bag! Out of 23, they were deadlines. Yeah. Go. All right. News update. Nemrod's in the news next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Happy to see this at Daily Wire. Seen it at other places, too. James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight Committee. You know, he said foreign payments in part brokered by the Biden family could top $40 million. Oh, daddy. So he's on a radio show in New York talking about the investigation into the Biden family and the overseas business dealings. Okay, and he's saying that the behavior of the Biden family was much more sinister than just inappropriate business dealings by Hunter and James Biden, Joe's brother. Mm -hmm. This is the quote. It's a huge puzzle. This was organized crime. There's no other way to define it. This was something that's going to top out, I would say, around 30 to 40 different banks and about that many different shell companies said they've identified at least six suspicious policy decisions that seem to have influenced, have been influenced by corruption rather than any identifiable and legitimate U.S. interest. Holy moly. Said we have six specific policy decisions, four of which were made while Joe Biden was president early on, that we can't come to any other conclusion as to why these decisions were made other than the president is compromised. Wow. And a lot of legacy media just turning a blind eye to the entire story. It's wild. It is wild. We've talked about the Supreme Court decision banning race-based admissions. Yes. Colleges. That was the Harvard and North Carolina case. Did you tell me AOC has weighed in? Alexandria Ocasio Yeah, and I, Cortez? I, I it's just it just broke. It just happened, so I don't have the complete story yet. Oh boy, because we're waiting anxiously because we all need to know. Oh, it's exactly. gonna be it's gonna be outstanding. We'll have it tomorrow for sure. Yeah. Nothing but wisdom coming from her. It was so like you know You know, things like that. I know. It's fantastic when she speaks. Sometimes wisdom can come in five second increments i think I've heard if we that. want to reduce the number of people in our jails the answer is to stop building more of them mm -hmm. yeah of course 
People can keep committing crimes, but if there's only so right. many jails, you can't put anybody you else there. Oh, right. Yes. As a woman or any menstruating person in this country. <laughs> yeah. Is that your favorite? That may be the dumbest thing, yeah. Or how about January 6th? This was an all-out attempted coup. <laughs> so many to choose from. To make me choose one favorite. Uh, well, we've got a whole soundboard full of them, yeah. They can't, can't do that. We've Not got room today. for more, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll get on that tomorrow. Oh, All can. right, you ready for Nimrods? Yeah, let's go. Did it already start? Yeah, okay. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News, we go to Virginia. Thieves there have been stealing side view mirrors from cars on the street. What? <laughs> and not the whole mirror with the cover and frame, just the glass itself. Really? Which is being carefully removed from the assembly. Right now, unclear what the motive is. Some people speculate there's a market for them on the black market for car parts. Hmm. But as the story goes, unlike catalytic converters, mirrors aren't worth that much. And there are different sizes for many makes and models. So the thieves have taken mirrors from both sides. But it does seem they prefer the ones on the driver's side for some reason. Huh. There's no difference, right? Not that I've ever been aware of. The driver's side versus the passenger side. There would be a different shape. Sometimes it could be opposite, depending on the shape of the mirror. Yeah, I suppose. What and then is that? If you're going to steal stuff, make it something cool. There must be some reason for it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're coming up on the 4th of July. It's about that time for some fireworks, explosion, oh, injuries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we go to Maryland. Investigators are looking into this. Um, Darnstown? A couple people rushed to the hospital. Third person was evaluated after an explosion at a home there. Explosion is said to have been caused by someone either manufacturing or modifying fireworks. <sighs> uh, these here, they're all right. But yeah. I, I know how to soup them up. To get him to be really impressive. It's like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, firefighters called to this home. Check this. Firefighters noticed smoke coming from the home and garage. They also found damage as a result of an explosion. It was enough to condemn the home. Wow. Windows blown out, even cars in the driveway damaged. And that's Nimrod's in the news.